and unmerited favor you showered in our lives. Oh, Father God, we just thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Take your phones off mute and come into his presence right now in the name of Jesus and give him yes. all that he desires, everything, all the love that he needs. Thank you, Father God. We thank you right now in the name of Jesus, Father God, for everything that you are doing in our lives. We thank you for the victories that are to be won. We thank you, Father God, for all that is concerned. We thank you, God. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father God. Where is Jesus? we thank you right now, God. Thank you, God. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, God. 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 Thank you, Lord, I pray for you. 
We just thank you right now, Father God. Thank you for your remarkable power and work in our lives. Thank you for your goodness and for your blessings over us. Thank you for your great love and care. Thank you for your sacrifice so that we may have freedom in life. Forgive us for when we don't thank you enough. For who we are, for all that you for all that you have given. Help us to set our eyes and our hearts on this on you, brand new every day. We and we need you this day, Father God. We give you praise and thanks for you alone are worthy, Father God. Help us to put ourselves in the path of your loving grace. Help us to neglect the disciplines we need, Father God, to meet you regularly and drink from your fountain in the water of life. We thank you. Thank you for the rich, your rich love in the name of Jesus, Father God. We just pray. We pray and we honor you. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Keep us, Father God, in perfect peace. In the name of Jesus, Father God. We just thank you and praise your name, Father God. Thank you, Lord. As I pass the call to the declare, Father God, in Jesus' name. Cover with your love, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Declare, we can't hear you if you're speaking. Sharon, are you there? Hey, guys. 
just one second. If she does not respond in just a moment, I will take the wheel. One moment. While we're waiting, if those that are not on mute could be kind enough to go ahead and place your phones on mute for us. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Happy Tuesday. And to God be the glory for the things that he consistently does. While I was not prepared to share, I am always prepared to share because I love the word. (laughs) Amen. So um, thank you. I know that was Beverly. That was not Bernice praying this morning. I did not hear the greeter. Uh, But I thank you all for um, constantly ensuring that we have uh, order and structure. It is always uh, a blessing. Somebody still needs to mute their phone for me. Whoever that is, unless it's Sharon. Amen. Amen. So uh, we have been talking about expansion. Letitia uh, blessed our socks off on yesterday. I got multiple um, phone calls just about being inspired, encouraged, and empowered by uh, yesterday's declaration. So Letitia, thank you for that. And this morning, um, I am going to share from a very familiar passage of scripture. You guys hear me share it, to be honest, quite frequently. You may not necessarily know exactly what scripture it is, but um, this is one of myself and my mother's, um, one of our staple scriptures. This particular passage is... um, has really, for me personally, has been an anchor. I know that uh, over the course of the last several weeks, um, we have just been being um, stretched. We have been uh, put in a position where we've had to uh, contract and expand as processes in our lives are transitioning and changing as ideas and ideals are uh, being realigned. Uh, It was was actually my goal this month not to share a single day. Um, Very deliberately, sometimes you have to take one step back um, in an effort, some traction or trajectory for the distance. So uh, that being said, uh, I, I'm still, I'm, I'm really kind of glad that I could share because I, I was not at all expecting to this month. So let's talk about this expansion. Uh, I know for me, I have been being expanded. I feel like I've been on one of those, uh, I would say a guillotine, but that's not the word for it. What is that? 
it was this, this old torture machine where it would pull one end of your body and the other end of your body in two separate directions uh, for the stretching. There's also an, a piece of exercise equipment that does the exact same thing, um, but it does it in a very uh, gentle way in an effort to stretch and contract your muscles. There is uh, this passage of scripture, scripture Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54, um, and, and I remember the first time I heard my mother say this per se, um, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna back it up just a little bit. Let me take it to just one right quick. Um, Isaiah 54 is where I'm gonna grab my text from, <clears throat> right? So in times like these, in, in times where um, it's, it's not just necessarily about pandemic. It's not just necessarily about um, the woes and frustrations of not being able to work. It's not uh, just about one particular thing, but it, it seems to be an array of uncertainty. There are uh, religious leaders and, and uh, state and government officials and um prime ministers here and there. There are, are folks in high authority that come with with uh, with great authority that are uh, leaning in different directions and pulling and pushing and tugging from one person to the next. There are so many different uh, uncertain climates in the atmospheres that we are currently treading in. And unfortunately, what it does is it starts to cause a pandemic emotionally and or mentally that wouldn't otherwise be there. And so when I think about this Isaiah uh, 54, I think about the reality that even the header of this particular passage is a perpetual covenant of peace. A lot of times during the stretching, trying to locate uh, a soft place to land, as Ravonda would call it, trying to find uh, your footing and get a real good grip on the knot at the end of the rope can be difficult without uh, assurance, can be difficult without clarity, can be difficult without uh, realizing, number one, that all things, you know, we, we all hear the scripture all the time, Romans 8, 28, are still working for us uh, when, it, when it appears to be uh, tumultuous. Expansion is, is more so about capacity. It's more so about the weight of a thing. It's more so about how much can you take? What can you take under pressure, right? Um, expansion is about preparedness. Expansion uh, is about vision. Expansion is about the details. Expansion is about collaboration. Expansion can be about multiple things, but uh, uh, I, I believe if I, I don't say anything else, there there comes a time and a place where you have to evaluate your current position in order to expand to the new place. So let me read this passage and I'll give you whatever the Holy Spirit decides he wants to share this morning, praise God. Um, Sing, O barren, 
you who have not born, break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Here's the, here's the key text. Enlarge the place of your tent. And let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For soon you will expand to the right and to the left. And your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Now, get this. I'm going to read just a little bit further. Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed, neither be, be disgraced. Mute your phone for us. Um, for you will not be put to shame, for you will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the rep reproach of your widowhood anymore. <clears throat> for your maker is your husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and your redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, he is called the God of the whole earth, for the Lord has called you. Like a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit, like a youthful wife, when you were refused to say your God. When you were refused, says your God, my apologies. Um, uh, so. You guys will hear me refer to my personal pandemic frequently. Um, and, and I say that because one of the things that begins to happen when you start to take your hands off the wheel, when you start to align uh, what God sees for you with how your life trajectory is actually happening, uh, when your idea of life in your own mind's eye, in the finite state that it exists in, uh, starts to lose grip on your reality and you begin to allow Holy Spirit to live through you for real. And I'm not saying that, that, that we don't all attempt to do it every day. I believe we, we deliberately, uh, attempt to allow the Holy Spirit to live through us, but then there comes this, this place, this time, this space, this phase of, of actually getting um, and becoming clear that if it's not God's way, we're going to end up back on that, that uh, I'll call it the, the treadmill. We end up back in treadmill position. As, as God has begun to not reinvent me because I am who he created me to be, you are who he created you to be, um, there are some things he had to change my perspective. He had to change how I perceive things. He had to change um, how I understood certain things in an effort to strengthen my cords and lengthen my stakes. No different than he does the same thing with you. He will break down an ideology of how you do or how you think or how you process or how you engage a thing in an effort to test uh, your structure to test even your uh, the, the fundamentals, the foundational things of who you are, 
there are places in us in the core of who we are that God will begin to uh, re rearrange and redefine and realign in an effort to get us to destiny. Right? How, how we think is always paramount. It's always paramount to where we are going, to our trajectory, how we process a thing, how we um, operate in our mind's eye. It's always how we will end up at a thing. And, and as I look at, at this place, I don't, I don't know about you, but have you ever had those moments where you felt barren and that nothing was working right? Have you ever had those moments uh, where you felt like, what is this? What is the point? This is pointless. This is useless. I could do a million other things. <laughs> right? And so during, during my personal pandemic, I had to um, figure out how not to, number one, lose my mind. Uh, how, number two, how not to lose my grip. Uh, on, on reality and what was what was really happening as opposed to what I felt like or perceived was happening. And the only way to do that was through expanding my relationship with, with the Father through the Holy Spirit. The only way that I, me personally, could even process what all was going on. Like when I, when I think about it, in some ways, I think I lost time because so much went on so fast. Uh, nevertheless, here we are. Um, where it says, break forth in singing and in crying, uh, cry aloud, right? You have not labored with child. Like, there's something coming. It's, it's not here yet. I know, I know technically you would love to give up. Technically you'd like to quit. Technically you'd like to throw in the towel. Listen, I'm not, I'm not working. I'm not sure if I'm going to have a job. Unemployment is cool, but it is just barely meeting it. The stimulus has come and it's gone. And now what? Got five million uh, uh, questions of what ifs and how to's and why and uh, uh, where now and how now and what now and uh, am I properly positioned even for this? Am I even ready, uh, Father, for an expansion? And so there were days that in my frustration and in my uh, in, in my fear, to be very honest, uh, there were some days all I wanted was some peace. All I wanted was some quiet. All I wanted was some uh, some emotional rest. I was in a place of panic and pandemonium and didn't know uh, that I was carrying. I didn't realize that there were some things down on the inside of me that were about to uh, uh, come to light, that were about to be birthed in my process. And so now it says, uh, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. And sometimes God will take us to territories uh, uh, Denise likes to say it like this, unchartered, places we've not gone, things we've not done, uh, places that we didn't even anticipate or expect or feel like we were worthy of moving to. And, and I'm, I'm looking as I've gone through this personal pandemic, I've gone through this process of being frustrated, of being full of fear, of being full of doubt. And I'm just being honest and, and still showing up every day, uh, still uh, praying for this one and praying for that one but there was a process there was a stretching 
There was a pull on the inside. There was a pull externally. There was a constant pull and nothing I could do but respect the process and begin to prepare my heart and mind. See, not knowing that I'm carrying something bigger than my eyes, my, my, my spiritual understanding even could see, right? There, there are things down on the inside of me that God is developing and cultivating every place and area of fear he is uh, revealing. Every place and area of doubt, he is uh, not only opening up the eyes of my understanding to see things exist, but he's helping you get to the root of the matter, whether or not you know it. So usually when, when trouble comes, it shows you what you really made of, <laughs> right? It shows you what you really struggle with. It shows you what you really um, are, are opposed against. It shows you things about you that you did not know existed, right? And so now here the word says, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. There are things down on the inside, right? Uh, you want everything in this point, in this season, in this particular phase of your life to be unmasked. You don't want anything to go unnoticed. Every single issue that you might have down on the inside, all the, the things that you might be battling with secretly, this is the time, this is the place, this is where you can deal with it on your face, you can deal with it before the Father, you can deal with it uh, with whoever you are accountable to, right? Because the reality is, until the excavating process is complete on the inside of each of us, uh, we're not fit to build on. We, we, we just aren't. We aren't, um, and we can be built. However, the problem is when the winds blow, it will easily knock you from one side to the next. When you don't, uh, my mother said this the other day. I, that's, that's funny. Um, once upon a time, Holy Spirit told her, uh, well, the father told her, when you are going to build a tall building, the foundation has to be extremely deep. I, I remember being in L.A. Um, one day. I promise I'll make all this make sense. I, in L.A. one day, and um, I was young. I was, I was young in my gifting. I was young in how I saw things. I was young in, in how my spiritual gifts were interpreted, interpreted, even by myself. And I was, uh, I had gone to, a Missy Elliott thing. And the driver picked me up from the airport and his hands were so massive and he had on some overalls. Y'all listen to this little story. I could see his face right now. And he was he was a um a Caucasian man, but he looked like his name should be like Farmer John. He was humongous. He was this big he was scary. He was scary. I'm gonna say it like that. And as I'm riding in the back seat, now I don't know how my gifts work at this point. It just kind of happens when it happens. And and I remember he held his hands up and the Lord began to like show me almost a film. I could see him from a little boy up to the age that he was at right now. And and I remember the Lord saying specifically, his hands were made to build skyscrapers. I will never forget it. It might have been 30 years ago. 
his hands were made to build skyscrapers. And I remember uh, saying it out loud. I remember saying, your hands were made to build skyscrapers. And now at this point, I'm wigging out because I almost couldn't control what I was saying. And as the Lord, uh, as the word of the Lord was released to the man, now I didn't know that that's what it was at the time. And he began to show me the film of this man's life. I was able to see this man as a little boy, maybe about three or four with building blocks. And I could see him putting things together. And as I began to speak, the man began to cry aloud. He began to weep. I don't remember everything that happened in the, the vision of what I could see, but I remember asking when I got out of the car. So now I'm shaking up because I'm trying to figure out what just happened to me. How did, how did that just happen? Why did it just happen? And what are you doing? Well, today, I kind of know how to drive when I see. I kind of, I can, I can navigate through the things that God shows me. Uh, and that came from a series of lengthening my cords and strengthening my faith. It came from a series of dealing with fear and anxiety. It came from a series of recognizing that my youth had been tattered with life and experience. It came from a season of understanding that I was not in control of my life. It, it came from a season that personal pandemics happen all the time. And who cares about a COVID-2019, really? Because at the end of the day, uh, you have a, a born date and a death date. It came from understanding um, that God has a plan for every single one of our lives, but we have to have uh, the excavating process happen in a dynamic that creates um, a, a level of courage and tenacity that's unstoppable. So technically, what it means is if he, if he made a promise, see, I, I love the promises of God where we recognize that they are all yes and amen. I, I love the fact that God will give us a word and, and tell us, listen, listen something is coming. Uh, something is coming. I believe before that was, was even occurring, there were some things that had transpired, some things that made me uncomfortable, some things that I was frustrated with in the process, some things that I had to gather emotionally and put together the pieces. There was some trauma that I had experienced, some trouble that I had gone through. But I, I know if I know nothing else that according to Isaiah 54, there's a promise at the end of it. He says, listen to this, in four, do not fear for you will not be ashamed neither be discouraged for you will not be put to shame for you will forget the shame of your youth see some of us did some stupid stuff listen if I had known then what I know now when the Lord showed me the man and his hands and gave me a very detailed uh, uh, point by point play by play history of his life there are some things I probably would have missed 25 years ago. If I had understood the gravity of the fact that there were some things he wanted to use me to do, I was like, this is nuts and I don't ever want to see stuff like this again. Stop it. <laughs> Jesus, leave me alone. I'm cool. I'm going to go over here and do this and do that. Self-inflicted, injurious behavior in an effort to self-sabotage the promise. But guess what? Listen, Isaiah 54 and 4 says, get this, get this. Don't you fear. Don't be ashamed. Right? For your maker is your husband. Right? He, he is 
He is the God of the whole earth. For the Lord has called you like a woman forsaken, a uh, one grieved in spirit, like a youthful wife. When you refused, still, he was still your God, right? Now, I remember refusing to do some things. I remember the first time uh, I heard somebody speak in tongues and the entire paragraph, I was at Revival Center Ministries right here in Vallejo on Tennessee Street. I was 23 years old. I had never experienced that type of clarity. What does this have to do with expansion? Keep listening. I, I was standing in the church and one of the old church mothers got up and she spoke beautifully, fluidly in her heavenly language and every single word she said was clear English to me. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God. <laughs> uh, I'm looking around, does anybody else hear this how I hear it? Does anybody else see it how I see it? Because as she spoke, I could hear her words, but I could see visual pictures. I've never said this out loud to anybody. I'm extremely uncomfortable, but what's happened is I've been expanded. I don't care. Listen, there are things that I would have missed if I had obeyed God earlier. There are errors that I would not have made if I had obeyed God earlier. If somebody had told me, and it's not about the gifts, and it's not about what I thought I saw. However, for years, God has had each of us, regardless of this COVID, the shelter in place, it gives you an opportunity to reconcile some things. It gives you some room to reassess and reevaluate some things. It makes you know that there are maybe some rocks in your garden that you've not cleaned out and pulled out for soon you'll be bursting on the left and on the right soon you'll be travailing soon something's going to come out of that and then when i look at every single phase of personal pandemic you do the inventory you check it out the beautiful thing is that there is always a promise something's attached to your problem there is a promise attached to your problem. If every time you find yourself in turmoil, in trouble, in frustrated moments, and you remember that there is a promise attached to your problem, it helps you process them from a place of peace, from a clear perspective with regard to the truth of the word concerning your life, right? And so as we consider even this word, right? So, so sometimes in the expansion process, my grandmother used to have these old shoehorns. They were wooden. And I don't know what it is about people who hate to buy shoes that are their size. <laughs> I don't know if smaller feet are more attractive. I don't know. I don't know what this particular thing is, but my grandmother had this thing. She would put her shoes, especially the super fly ones, because I guess no matter what size they were in, if she wanted them, she was getting them. And and had the unmitigated gall, the nerve, the gall to usher in them. Who does that? But I remember being a little girl and, and watching her put her shoe on the shoehorn and watching the shoe itself be stretched and pulled and uh and as soon as she would get home, she would take that shoe off and put it on the stretcher. And every time she'd take those shoes off, she'd still complain. And so I remember, y'all know I've always told me my entire life had a smart mouth. Grandmama, <laughs> mama, why you keep putting them two small shoes on? 
And and so you'd have to know my grandmother and I's relationship. I remember her chuckling. She say, "Ain't nobody would say that but you, Grandma. They they too small. <laughs> Every time you put them on, they you say they hurt." <laughs> but now, mind you, she mad at me because I told the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. But you know what I realized is within a matter of a couple of hours. I looked back at that same set of shoehorns. She had taken them off and she had started to gather her two small shoes. Now, I never saw my grandmother give away nothing. <laughs> she was frugal, mogul. Um, but every now and then, sometimes we need somebody to tell us when we're doing things too small. When we are in a place where we might need to grow some, where we might need to stretch some, I thank God for uh, the people that he has surrounded me with, good, bad, indifferent on good days and on, on bad days. I thank God for being surrounded with people who help me through my excavation process and we all need them. And I thank God that I have people that remind me that there is a promise connected to even this problem during the course of this season where God has maybe put into question, was that job something that you should have been doing from the beginning? Is there something growing down on the the inside because see when you start to expand things are coming forth and I look at my life and I look at the encounters that I've had and the people that I've connected with the people whose lives have been impacted the books that have been born the relationships that have been established the businesses that have been started the impacts that have been made I need you to know that you're carrying something and if we would focus on what this time is for and, and really create it as a Sabbath moment, there are radio shows that have been born, there are songs that will be written that could have the potential to be hits. Things are happening down on the inside and all we have to do is agree with the plan of God for our lives and watch them begin to impact the earth, right? So, so this morning, um, as unexpected as my share was, I, I believe that I'm responsible today to tell you, listen, uh, soon you will be bursting on the left and on the right. If you're using this time wisely, if you are maximizing these moments, if you're using these times to create and build something down on the inside, I assure you that something is coming. Something is coming. Something is coming that's greater than your understanding. Something is coming that's going to realign your passion. Something is coming that is going to wake up what's down on the inside of you, that thing that you've been covering up with busy, the things you've been covering up with relationships, the things you've been covering up with uh, your mistakes and your with when you blew it. Guess, guess what? The shame of your youth has nothing on you. <laughs> yesteryear is so irrelevant in this season in this season you're going to take even your errors and maximize them in this season listen I don't know if you got a book I don't know if it's a play I'm not sure if it's a business whatever it is soon you will be bursting on the left and on the right I dare you to dig 
I dare you to start looking for the things that you've been holding on to that have held you captive to the past. I dare you to begin to start asking yourself some hard questions. Honey, are these shoes too small? Do you still have a closet full of size sixes? And you know you've been a 16 for the last 20 years. What are you holding on to? What do you refuse to pull out and pull up and sort through? What is it that you're waiting for to be great? What is it that you're waiting for, for God to manifest the full realm of his power in your life? What is it that you've been asking God for, but you've been too scary to even open the door and see if it's there waiting on you? Listen, listen, there is always a promise connected to your problem. There is always a promise connected to your problem. One last time, there is always a promise connected to your problem. And no matter what the problem is, no matter what you're feeling emotionally, no matter what you're dealing with mentally, every single problem has a promise and it was pronounced already over your life, right? Even in this this passage of scripture says, and God chose you, you, not me. You can only do what he told you to do, right? I can only do what he told me to do. And as for each one of us, right? And, and, and in some cases, right, because of our stubbornness, because of our short-temperedness, because of our inability to wait on God, our inability to trust him in good times and in bad times, sometimes he'll be quiet for a minute. Could this be his quiet season with you? Doesn't change that there's a promise attached to every problem, but sometimes you got to wait. Could this be the waiting season? Don't hurry. Just know that soon you will be bursting on the left and on the right. I, I never in a million years would have imagined uh, that I love God more than me. <laughs> I never would have imagined that I would love him more than what I want to do day in and day out. I never imagined that uh, my phone would ring at two and three and four and five and whatever time in the morning and I'd have to answer and get up and go see about this and see about that and do this and pray this and pray. I never thought that that would be my plight. Listen, I was just trying to come from here and get some bread. I just wanted a bag. I wasn't, wasn't really necessarily concerned about people and places and things. I didn't really care about uh, situations and circumstances. I'm trying to get a bag. But I, but I didn't realize that he was calling me out of darkness into his light. Only his light can transform your heart. Only his light can renew your mind. It's the excavation process of, of Psalms 119, 130. The entrance, hallelujah, of his word gives light and adds understanding. I thank God that we have an opportunity in this season to understand that uh, it's best to dig deep to go far and wide on the inside, the things that we've struggled with, the things that we refuse to get over in an effort to stretch forth your curtains, lengthen your stakes for soon. Right? There's an expectation that leads to expectation, an expansive expectation. Had no idea that he would expand the gullies of my heart and begin to show me his love and his light through my eyes. 
Listen, expansion is a beautiful thing. It can be very painful because it causes you to be honest with where you are, each and every one of us. But I have a feeling that in this season, if, if you surrender everything, for real, if you go ahead and, and, and let it go, there, there's something coming. There's something uh, that's about to be birthed even through you. So with that said, listen, I hope that encouraged somebody, if nothing else. Um, this is the opportunity for us to say good morning for those that may have jumped on the line a little bit later. Anybody have a good morning for us. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, family? Yo, yo. Hi, brother. Good morning, Dion. <laughs> hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, morning. Diane. Hi, birthday girl. (laughs) Good morning. Good Good morning, morning. Miss Krishanda. Hey, Krishanda. Good morning. Good morning, Arlita Renee. Hey, Arlita Renee is on her walk. I hear her. Good morning, Dion. It's Cynthia in Chicago. Hi, sister. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Sister Julia saying good morning to everyone on the line. And I love you guys. Hey, Sister Julia. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Bonder. Hi, Bonder. Good your morning. Mom. Hi, Mom. And I heard somebody else. Who else was Natasha. Good morning. Hi, Tosh. Morning. It's the one on the line that I talked with yesterday. We don't know. Hold on. Oh. Let everybody finish saying that. Good morning. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. morning. Love you, Sister Pooh. <laughs> Hi. Good morning, girl. <laughs> morning, Victory family. Morning, Dion and Shell. Hey, Shell. Good morning. Good morning. This is David. Hi, David. Good morning. I don't know if you heard me. This is Prosperous Pam. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning, Hi, family. Prosperous Pam. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Mila. Hey, Mila. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Ms. Patricia. Hey, Patricia. Good morning. Somebody watching the Jetsons. Turn it down. <laughs> In real life, we can hear your whole TV. Is that you, Sister Julia? You got your TV on today? Sorry, you. I'm sorry. It's all. It's okay. <laughs> amen, good morning. Amen. Good morning. Amen. Anybody have any questions, comments, commentary? Hey, good morning. This is Tanya, not Tanya. I just want to know. Is I it? just want. Yes. I, just, <laughs> <laughs> so I hate you. I hate you. Just for the record, even if we're on the radio, I hate you. Okay. Okay. That's so okay. what I was going to say before I was rudely interrupted. Uh-huh. I know your mama taught you better than that. Lady <laughs> did. I know she did. Because I could hear it in my spirit. I, I just. 
I just want you from now on, because you admitted to the whole world that you'll say, I want you to stop talking about my nephew and talk about how you hate him because he'll say anything. He get it from his mama, well, and that's all I got to say. I'm going on <laughs> mute. That's it. I don't have nothing deep, nothing. Good. From now on, don't you talk Bishop? about my nephew. <laughs> you, Bishop, you sure? I hate you, I hate you some more. Bye. <laughs> hey, it's hey, Kushanda. Hey, Kushanda. Hi. Um, I always can't sing, so I'm singing right now the song. Um, uh, uh, did you ever know that you're my hero? Um, you I just thank so you funny. so much for <laughs> your bravery. <laughs> oh my God, just hearing you this morning um, reminds me of a conversation we had last February when you were talking about um, you being in a taxi cab. Oh my God. Um, I heard the clarion call this morning. Hear ye, hear ye. Oh. I bless you for bringing the word this morning. I know it was on the fly, but it was right on time. And I'm crushing it. I'm back on you, God bless you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Crush it, girl. Crush it. <laughs> Anybody else have any questions? Commentary. Good morning, Miss Gloria. Good morning, DV family. Because thank you for being um uh, uh uh the the i guess the the person who helped me to look in my my backpack and see some tools i had back there to do some digging i thank god for you i thank god for just what god is doing love you i love you more glory got a book coming y'all that's accountability right there uh, Ravonda, yes. due out it's due out in uh, the 15th 15th uh, of june uh, uh. <laughs> we got babies coming. We got babies. We got babies coming. That's what's up. See, there's a promise. There's a promise. Has, there's a promise. Y'all don't know her backstory. Yes. Go ahead, babe. Sorry, my mouth is hung open like crazy. Like, my mouth is like open when you just said babies because I was just going to tell you that. I was just going to say, I'm having a baby. I was literally just going to say that. I'm not having a baby, baby, but a pervert, like, a I'm having a baby through Jesus. This whole like walk is so amazing. I'm sorry, I'm dumbfounded. You just said what I was about to say. Um, but praise God, when you said, um, and it's a scripture, lengthen your um, stakes. I can't think of the scripture, um, but it's like to enlarge your capacity. And that's when God took, gave it to me. You're having a baby. Cause I was talking about yesterday about another scripture he gave me like 20 years ago. Hallelujah. So I'm not saying like a real baby wham wham, but like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. God is going to, he's birthing something. So hallelujah. Absolutely. Absolutely. What, one of the, the major things about the birthing process, um, you know, it, it's, it's funny when you first conceive, because you know you're pregnant, but you see no evidence. There's nothing there to validate um, a, 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 a pink plus on a, a little stick that, that we tend to use. And, and as time goes on, after a while, you start to feel a little flutter. It's almost as if you are watching a fish in a fish bowl. You know how they, they flutter around. And then, you know, toward the end, and, and for some of us, for real, God allowed this situation to happen so that the birthing pains would be deep enough, that tra travailing would be deep, deep enough. You know, you get, get about eight months. You can't sleep on your back. You can't sleep on your side real good. You absolutely can't sleep on your stomach. So it's a matter of trying to find comfort, and there is none. 
There is none. This is a season of heavy contracting. Some things have happened in, in my personal life um, where I'm being expanded and pulled and some things that God be, began to prepare me for prior to even the COVID, the reality that, that I had been living a quarantined life for, for several years prior to this pandemic. Now here we are where the pandemic is happening and some things, when you align yourself and you allow yourself to be engulfed for real by the power of the Holy Spirit, he'll start to walk you into places. You're like, what am I doing here? Why, why am I here? Even when I consider jobs that I've had that have prepared me for technology, I was a hairstylist. I wasn't going near a computer. I made my money with my hands. And as he began to pull me out, I was extremely resistant. And I remember every time I would get frustrated, I'd go fishing. <laughs> I'd go right back to the familiar place, the familiar thing, because it was comfortable. And I, I remember the, the last time I did hair, which was probably, um, you know, I'll still do it periodically, but not not scheduled. It'll, somebody calls me, can you, my hair, I'm shot. Can you help me? Um, you know, we, we really, we have to get to a place for real where we understand that everything is working for us. Not kind of, everything, even the, the frustrating moments, the frustrating things, the, the, the things that um, cause us to be alarmed and afraid. It's all preparation. Uh, who would have known cancer would prepare me to equip ministry to do kingdom bidding business who would have known mental illness would drive me to a place where it would wake up things on the inside where it's not just about me who would have known Any, anybody else i could talk about this forever and good morning i want to thank you for the night club your decoration is really touched me this morning and i want you to know the line that someone called me from the prayer line yesterday and and but she was concerned about me, and I wanted to tell her thank you. And it's by the It was yeah. me, Sister Julia. God bless you. That was oh, who? That was you. That was Moni. Oh, Pam. Oh, come on, come on, Pam. Yeah. Bless your heart. Pam. Yeah. Okay. That's what's up. It was Pam that called me yesterday. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I love you, Blair. You don't brighten my day, and everybody in this neighborhood say they love you. <laughs> Man, thank you some of the people that I took care of. Amen. Thank you, Pam. I got your name down now. Thank you. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I love y'all. It's okay. She really, she really, oh, my God. Keep, keep calling me, sister. Amen. Anybody else have anything? Good morning, Shell. Good morning. I just want to say, um, wait, hold on two seconds, Shell. Two seconds. I heard a man. Who was that? Yeah, it was me. I yield to the lady. Amen. Thanks, Eric. It'll be real quick. I just thank you, Dion, just for letting me, um, when the struggle gets real, just to pause and say, but it has purpose. And I know when I say, but it flips and cancels out all the struggle of it being real and overwhelming. 
because of its purpose. So thank you for always encouraging. And when I get off the line every day, I can declare victory because it's real and I see it and I feel it. So thank you. Encouraging, encouraging. Thank you so much Amen. for being my doula. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Big deal. Amen. Go ahead, bro. Hey, you know, I'm about to be a little bit uh, naughty because, you know, that's just how I do. <laughs> but uh, I heard you when you, you said um, um, a play and, you know, just confirmation. I ain't going to mention no names, but with the help of our, uh, my nephew, David, uh play will be coming. I'm just going to say the word, uh, the title, When Liberty Met Justice. So uh, be on the lookout for that. So there's another baby coming in there, uh, this radical midwife. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I, 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 I was listening to you when you talked about your grandmama's shoes, and, and a picture came to my mind of how we're, 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 we get comfortable with the wrong type of pain. See, we, we, we don't, we, we're uncomfortable with the pain of expansion, but we're comfortable with the pain of retraction or stagnation. And so, you know what I'm saying? We get, we get, we get comfortable with putting on those too tight shoes and everything because we, we box ourselves in. We box ourselves in with the, with, 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 you know, this is where I'm comfortable with. Uh, I, I don't want to go nowhere. We box ourselves in. I'm talking about me with, with comparison because my sound don't sound like somebody else's or, or I, I, I should be sounding like this because this is what I'm used to all, all, all of my life. This is where I'm used to being the norm, so I, I want to stay in that in that in that extraction, and and you know we get used to that pain. Okay, we learn how to deal with that type of pain, but you know mm-hmm. the thing about it is once you take off them them shoes, you know, and you put on some right shoes, you know, the the, the symptoms of that uh, of, of that uh, extraction begins to go away. You know, when you put on the right type of shoes, man, them corns will start to uh, uh, disappear. You know what I'm saying? Them bunions that start to, to realign. Mm-hmm. What corns do you have in your life? Those unsightly things because you are holding yourself back. You, you're putting yourself in, 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 a, in a big place. You know, you're a big fish in a small... Sometimes it's, it's, it's like this. We're so good at what we are, we're afraid to expand because we feel like if, we, if I go into a bigger uh, playing field, then I'm, I might not be noticed. You know what I'm saying? I might not be as good as I think I am. Or that, you know, the, the people who are around me say that I am because I'm afraid to grow. And so uh, that's all I wanted to say. And, and, and just one other final thing, too, is that, you know, when we talk about generational curses, we, when you are afraid to expand and you show the fear of expansion, realize that other people are looking at you. Realize that you're in danger of passing that fear down, that you're in danger of passing that perspective down to your children and maybe your children's children. Because they've always mm-hmm. seen grandmama wear those two small shoes, and they think that's the tradition. That's how things ought to be. So, because grandma wore those two small shoes, mama wears two small mm-hmm. shoes. Because mama wears two small shoes, maybe granddaughter or grandson wears two small shoes. So that's another reason too. If you if we're thinking about you know uh, wrestling with the fact that maybe I should expand, realize too that you may be passing down a legacy. Your that is so That's all I got to good. Say. good, 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 mm-hmm. good, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love you, sis. Love you more. I appreciate you. Thank you for sharing. 
Thank you for sharing. That was good stuff. Anybody else? Good morning, Ms. Dion. This is Hey, good morning, Ms. Jerry. Wanted to thank you. Man, I I mean, I thought about um something you had said about the um going from a 14 to a 16. Well, you know, of course, everyone has expanded um, since we've been locked inside. And right. so I'm thinking, I, I've been saying all week, I'm going to I'm gonna pull all this extra stuff that I have in my closet out. Uh, I, I feel that the Lord wants to expand. And in order for us to even have the additional to come in, because we are so full, every capacity with so much stuff. It's like we have to give. You have to give up, get get rid of it in order for you to be able to receive the blessings that the Lord has. And that's what I see for this expansion is that it's not, um, I believe that the pandemic, yeah, it's going on. And not that we're not, you know, uh, taking measures to protect ourselves. But I believe that God is doing something so great, uh, sister, so great for us things that we uh, didn't think that was down on the inside of us. And I had an opportunity on this past Saturday to go and replant. Um, I went over to my niece and, you know, I just wanted to spend the day with her. And she said she had some plants, didn't realize she had like 20 something plants (laughs) that she needed to have taken from one pot, from a small pot to a big pot. And the Lord showed me, that the roots were wrapped, I mean, all the way to the very top, and the roots were starting to come out of the pot. That's how, mm-hmm. you know, uh, these plants desire to expand. And he showed me that, he said, you know, some of us are like this. We're dry on the top. And when you get to the bottom of the, the pot, it's wet. wet. I mean, super wet soil. And God is just trying to expand us to our capacity of moving out of our comfort zones. So like um, mom, grandma, I'm like your grandmother. I love shoes. So if it's a shoe, whether it's a little bit too small or too tight, (laughs) I want those shoes. Mm -hmm. I want them. Let me wear my shoes. So Mm -hmm. I get it, Dion. Thank you so much for your uh, continuity um, coming in. And when one of us or someone doesn't get to the place of where we need to be at the appropriate time, God always have a message that is uh, so on fire for me. I mean, it they just be a, on fire. <laughs> I try not to say anything because I'm really sitting and I'm learning. I'm, I'm listening to each declare. And I just thank God, thank you so much for trusting uh, in in me as a person, I love you to the moon and back beyond. I don't say it enough, but God bless. God bless you. I, I'm right here. I love you more. Amen. I yes. hear you. I hear you, and I understand. Amen. And anybody else? Good morning. This is Tara. Hey, Tara. I, I am so proud so, of you. Oh, thank you. You'll make me cry. You're welcome. <laughs> um, 
and I'm gonna cry anyway. I just have to Thank smile. You. I was I just posted in one of my um, sister groups yesterday that God has been telling me to do something, and then I start to contract because of the last five years of the problems that we've had, and I just kept saying, you know, I keep pulling back out of fear. And this morning I woke up and I was like, God, I just want to go back to sleep. But everything said, no, no, get on the call. And I swear this message was free. And it was so beautiful. And I have to thank you for being the vessel because it just flowed through you. And I know it was coming straight from God. And there was something you said that I meant to write down, but I was just listening. What was it? Um, There isn't a problem without a purpose. Is that how you said it? There, every single problem has yes. a promise attached. Yes, yes, because I have to, I have to, I'm going to keep saying that today. Um, and it was so beautiful. And I just really have to thank you for this, this space and for being a vessel because it's just beautiful. And I thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Blessing to you. And thank you for that encouragement. Anybody else? Is me on? Yes. Can you tell me for breakfast? Girl, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm, I won't be making any promises right up and through here. <laughs> I'll never see you in a box. <laughs> All right, Sister Julia. I appreciate you. Oh, I love y'all. Y'all is my life. <laughs> We love you back, Princess. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Anybody else have a question, comment, or commentary? Amen. Y'all know, you know, we don't we don't beat dead horses. I won't hold you for an extended period of time. I am just prayerful <clears throat> that something that was said. Um, empowered you to move forward and don't be afraid of the pains of the process it it may be uncomfortable Um, it may be stretching it may be frustrating in its season but listen here honey a baby is coming a baby is coming one of the things I, I love and appreciate about childbearing and rearing is while as painful as the process of carrying that which um, God has allowed you to mother or to parent, uh, once that process has ended, once you have um, allowed, uh, you know, gone through the process, listen, you forget all about the pain. And I'm not saying that you don't have it as a go-to. I'm not saying that um, that it, it's the, the, the travailing process is irrelevant. But what I am saying is that the baby is worth the discomfort. That's what I am saying. The delivery is worth the discomfort. And that when it's all said and done, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, I didn't want to interrupt. Um, I was just, I, I think the speaking and um, sometimes I get a knot in my stomach and 
my emotions start to manifest as a physical discomfort. And I've come to realize that when that happens, I know that just there's something deep in me that has been touched and just requires work. And um, just the, the process of doing the mirror ministry is long. Mm-hmm. It's arduous. It's easy to get stuck and off track. Especially when, um, for me at least, when I don't know um, the how, and I've, because uh, I'm a thinker, and I tend to let perfect be the enemy of good, and I'm learning how to let go and just um, get back on track and put one foot in front of the other. I trust that God will never leave me or protect me, and God will hold my hand and walk with me and show me the path. And it's not about me figuring it out and having all the answers, but just putting one foot in front of the other and surrounding myself with people who, um, the right people, and getting myself off this island and 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 to the point that you talked about cultivating the courage to work through the pain. Because like Brother E said, it's easier to deal with your retraction and pain that is deferred from regret what if and what we didn't do than to, than to cultivate the courage and the strength to work through the pain of right now. Of working through the process. So, thank you for the always being an encouraging voice. And I'm grateful to be connected to this call. So, thank you for that. Amen. Amen. And we're grateful to have you. And I'm I'm excited about your expansion. Um, yeah, I'm excited about the end result. <clears throat> and the reality is. Um, that all of us have to go through that painful stuff, you know, um, all of us have to go through that, that discomfort. And I, I even remember like literally <clears throat> when I was sitting in the back of that van with the man and he smelled like, <clears throat> he smelled like, uh, mechanics, you know, they have a fragrance. This is all the, all the mechanic toilette. And I was scared of him because he was that big. I was scared of him. I was I was super uncomfortable as I sat there. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, now, am I going to make it from here to my hotel room? And he was driving me in a van. So now I'm, I'm extra. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. He watching me through the rearview mirror. I could feel him watching me. It was a level of discomfort, but out of that discomfort came something so beautiful and so powerful. It blew me away. It was the first time that I had ever um, blurted out what I would see, right? So now I've been dealing with this seeing for years, but there was something about the fear. There was something that, that the fear triggered on the inside of me to spit it out. And not only did I spit it out, but when I spit it out, it's almost like um, a reel that would normally have been stopped dead center in its place. There have been multiple times where he would only show me a snapshot. This became like a motion picture for me. And after that, it triggered me being able to see distance, but I would always back all the way up to like childhood. I didn't know how to explain it. I grew up in Baptist church. You don't talk about stuff like that. But fear birthed that in me. There is something right now 
inside of every person under the sound of my voice, and I know it, I hear it, I sense and feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, that fear is keeping you locked in when it was really meant to release some things in the earth that are inside of you, to unlock some things in your giftings, in your spiritual abilities, that if you let it go, I promise you from this day forward, um, and this is a supernatural impartation. I'm telling you what I sense. This is an impartation of further, of more, of expanded places, expanded sight, expanded understanding, a deeper hunger, a greater thirst for revelation so that people, I don't know what happened to that man. I never saw him again. But when I got out of the car, now mind you, I was supposed to pay him for taking me from my car to the hotel. When I got out of the car, the first of all, the man, he was he was super, he might have been 6'6". Six, six. <clears throat> he, he was super broad. His face was hecka scruffy. He was ungroomed. One latch from his overall was unhooked. And I mean, he was a scary dude. You know how they look at big black men and, and be terrified. That's how I felt. But that fear unlocked stuff in me that was specifically designed for him. When he helped me out of the car, I could see his hair standing up on his arm. And he was like, what are you? Where, like, where, where did you come from? And I'm thinking to myself, I'm, first of all, I'm feeling crazy. Right? I'm feeling like I have just absolutely lost my whole entire mind. Instead of me paying the man, the man gave me money. There are things that your fear was designed to provoke down on the inside of you that will bring you before great men, that will begin to unlock things in people in every atmosphere. We are created to change atmospheres. That's what capacity does. That's what perspective does. That's what being expanded spiritually does. It starts to unlock and open things everywhere you go. It starts to change the nature of what should happen into the nature of what's happening in the kingdom and bring it to earth. That's what we're created to do. And even the things that intimidate you are designed of and by God to increase you. The things that look like the things that look like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you all this quick testimony. Wait a minute. Let me end this live. Hold up. I'm, I'm going to give you all a quick testimony because i got to say it in advance, right? Because there, there's still always a place of, of secrecy that we have.